Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hi, my name's Cameron Bedding, and welcome to the Your Mind is Your Home podcast. I'm going to share with you some ideas and concepts all around mental and emotional health. I'm going to discuss ways that may help you expand your way of thinking that may then possibly improve how you're then living. So sit back, relax, and enjoy as I share with you now some positive insights around mental health. When is the right time to let go of the things that are not serving you positively in your life? When is the right time to move on, to detach and to free yourself from the mental and emotional strain of the things that affect you? Let me tell you a short story about a psychologist who was teaching stress management to an audience. And while she was on stage, she raised a glass of water Now, most of the audience expected that they'd be asked the usual, is the glass half empty or is it half full question? But instead, with a smile on her face, the psychologist inquired, how heavy is the glass of water? Now, answers ranged from 8 ounces, 20 ounces... The teacher replied, the absolute weight doesn't matter. It depends on how long I hold it. If I hold it for a minute, it's not a problem. If I hold it for an hour, I'll have an ache in my arm. If I hold it for a day, my arm will feel numb and paralysed. In each case, the weight of the glass doesn't change, but the longer I hold it, the heavier it becomes. The psychologist continued, the stresses and worries in life that we experience, they can be like that glass of water. If you think about them, 
for a short while, nothing happens. But if you think about them a bit longer and longer, they begin to hurt. And if you think about those stresses and worries all day long, you will feel paralysed. And also, to some degree, incapable of doing anything. I think personally and professionally, I speak first personally, when I look at my own experiences and I spoke about them in the last episode of where I struggled in my 20s with this kind of inner turmoil where I was having this inner conflict and inner battle that no one really knew that I was experiencing because I was, like many people, good at putting a smile on and projecting that everything was okay. Um, But I think from that personal experience of knowing how it's quite easy or it's quite doable to actually project that everything's okay. And then from my professional experience, having worked and sat across from so many people that have so much conflict or so much um, destruction or unhappiness happening on the inside, yet they're able to show up, they're able to work, they're able to interact, but they mask it really well. I think, and I know for sure from personal and professional experience, that we as humans have this ability within us to actually detach or disconnect from the feelings that we feel. And we're able to mask that everything's okay. But what happens over time is those feelings within and those things that we try to ignore, they get louder and they get stronger and they get more persistent in their attempt to reach you, to call for you, to say, hey, I need your help. I need your support. I'm in here stuck. I don't want to feel this. So they get more persistent. And in that persistence and in that strength within, the longer you leave it, the longer you hold on to it, the longer you ignore it, the longer you turn your back on it, in that strength and persistence, the actual mask that you smile through or the projection that you actually portray out to people starts to weaken. It starts to get harder to actually carry that confidence or that ability to show that everything's okay. And life doesn't have to be perfect. Life doesn't have to be an Instagram feed of just showing your highlights to people and projecting that, you know, everything is okay. But if you do struggle and if you do ignore what's happening on the inside from experience personally and professionally, I know that it gets harder and harder to deal with. And that call, that persistence from within, that's a messenger. There's communication on the inside that's trying to get your attention, which is saying, please help me, please sort these feelings out, because the longer they're left, the stronger they will get. 
Now, you can be extremely strong and you can deny those feelings and you can ignore them for years, decades. But what can happen is not only can your mask start to fall and not only can it be harder for you to portray that you're okay, but actually your life can start to get affected in various ways. So you can start to actually project out your discomfort on the good people or the good things in your life. Because if you don't heal what's cut you, you will tend to bleed over the good that's in your life. And so those feelings that you experience within that are so personal, that are so private to you, they are a call for your attention. And if you think of it in some ways as a toddler, a young child who's teary, who needs some comfort, but then that toddler doesn't get what they need, so they start to cry harder and louder. Now, most people would then attend to the toddler to comfort, to soothe and reassure the toddler to stop those tears. But without the right reassurance, the toddler can increase in its ability to communicate that it's not happy, that it's distressed, that it's upset. And so you can at times, perhaps, if you can look at it that way, look at the way that your feelings and emotions on the inside are calling out to you like that toddler. How long have you left that inside struggling and it can take great courage to do the work to turn your focus within yourself to actually heal to actually work on yourself but it can change your life and so in the last few episodes not only have I been talking about different aspects of mental health personally and professionally, what I wanted to share with you today was not only the notion and idea, and I'm sure the understanding that you do already know that actually there are things that need addressing inside and the longer that you leave them, the harder it can be. But I wanted to share with you some ideas today that change is possible and that at the start change isn't always easy. But I really, really believe as I'm going into chapter four of my book, which looks at the digital mind, where this is the whole section on tools and resources that you can implement on a daily basis, that I really believe that with practice, perseverance and patience, healthy and natural life changing habits can be formed and integrated into your daily life. Now, When you start something new, whether it's swimming, martial arts, baking, pottery, sewing, you don't generally start as a professional. You don't generally start highly skilled. When you go to the gym and you want to get fitter, you want to improve your fitness or you want to lose weight, it doesn't happen overnight. But what tends to happen as humans with our physical bodies, with our diets and with our physical health, we tend to get into this routine and this discipline where we'll work on ourselves two or three times a week. We'll be conscious of what we're eating. But how conscious are we of what we're thinking? 
And how much time are you, the listener, or how much time are you giving to yourself on a weekly, on a daily basis to work on your own mental health and the emotions that you experience within and the situations that play out inside your own head? So if you think of your mind as a, as a mind gym or a mind workout, in those early stages of personal development, whether you're working with a professional or whether you're doing it yourself through tutorials, whether you're doing it through online programs or even self-help books, and a lot of the things I did for myself in the early years was through self-help books, it takes a discipline. It takes a daily and a weekly practice, but also it can take a lot of energy and strength Because if you're used to the negative, if you're used to thinking the worst case situation, and they're the scenes that you've seen over and over inside your head, and they're the conversations that you've had within of the worst things happening, to actually suddenly change things doesn't happen overnight. It's like you have to train those inner voices and you have to play the scenes that you do want to see And have those thoughts that you do want inside that screen, inside your head. But it can take time, it can take energy, and it can take a lot of effort. But just think about some of the physical things that you may have done, the classes you've taken, or the things that you've learned. It doesn't happen quickly. It can take time. So persevere. And that's the point in this whole section of my book. You have to keep persevering and you have to have patience. And I'm going to want to address that because on two levels, some people reached out to me and said it didn't work. I read your book and it didn't work. Now, that could be that the processes weren't the right processes. It's just a book. It's an it's a set of ideas and concepts. It's some of the work that I do. It's not everything. I couldn't write hypnosis into the book. I couldn't write integral eye movement therapy into the book it was it was some processes so just because it doesn't work doesn't mean you should give up on yourself it's like going to one yoga class and not liking it you don't then give up you search for the right thing and so there's that aspect that you may need something deeper a lot of people that I've worked with they've come to me for sessions around anxiety and actually when I've sat down and consulted with them and gone through their experience it's not anxiety it's actually post traumatic stress disorder and a lot of people didn't know that their in their understanding of severe anxiety was actually trauma so there will be things there will be books there will be programs that don't work for the deeper stuff but you won't know until you speak or work with a professional And so the second point is you have to build up your mind muscles. You have to actually on a daily basis put the time and the effort in and you have to put the action in of the tools, the resources, the methods, the techniques. And once you do that, once you practice them, they become your new normal. They become your new natural. So just to recap, because it is in the past episodes, how we structure our thoughts is through the internal sounds we hear, the conversations that we have inside our own head. It's the thoughts that pop up as still images and also the scenes that we watch. This is very NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, which looks at the structure of how we 
structure our subjective experiences inside our own heads. Now, I've had clients, I've had people who've said, I showed someone a section in your book about the inner voice and, and the person was like, how does he know that, uh, that I have this inner voice that plays over in my head? It's because we all do it. A lot of people come to me, they, they present, they have a problem that they have this, you know, when you break it down, a scene that plays out. This is how we think. We all do it. I've said to people in sessions, when you've got that anxiety, is it a voice inside? And they're like, how did you know it's the voice? Because this is the language of the mind. And I'm speaking from experience. In the last episode, when I spoke about the section, what I know for sure, for how the mind can be very troubled, to how it can be very, very resourceful. And I learned that from experience, from going from a negative, difficult, troubled place and time in my life to a positive, resourceful mindset, which didn't happen overnight. But as I wrote that section, and as I looked at that section to include in the podcast, I had a message on Instagram from someone who'd screenshotted the exact page that I was reading into the microphone and said, this is me today. You've literally described my life from how my mind troubles me. And I just said, well, keep reading because, you know, I will show you in the digital mind section, which is where I am now sharing with you the tools that you can use on a daily basis that you can use and utilize to help you think and feel better. Now, how much of this was taught to you at school in your education? How much of how to think, how to deal with your emotions was taught to you at school? It wasn't taught for me. I've had to educate myself and I did it mainly for personal development and then it ended up becoming a profession for me. And so if you do get to the tools in the midsection of my book, which is called The Digital Mind, and why it's called The Digital Mind is... Because we do and we partake in so many actions on a daily basis with our phones, with our devices. And people have said, oh, I don't use all that social media. But you do use a phone and you do use a laptop. Most people use technology or they watch TV. You're also watching things inside your own head. You're also watching and listening to things inside your own head. And so those scenes that you see, those sounds that you hear, they don't have to consume you. And so the digital mind section, right in the middle of my book, chapter four, it's all about resources. It's about resources that you can use on a daily basis to improve your thought processes. And it comes down to you putting the time, the effort in, the energy to actually use your awareness to use and practice the resources that are on offer. And I have had people that have messaged me and said, I did it, I took your book, I followed the processes, it's changed so much for me. One of the best messages that I got was from a lady who had said, I haven't, I've been really struggling to get out of the house and I've used the processes and it changed my state of mind and I can now go out. That really, really touched me. So when I'm looking at these processes, they, it's called the digital mind because we have so many actions that we do on a daily basis with all our devices that are automatic, they're unconscious, we don't think about doing them. And it's those similar styles of actions that you can apply to your own thoughts. So think about this, how many tabs do you have open inside your head 
how many screens are there of people's faces, of situations. Some will be still, some will be opening. Now at times your mind can feel so busy, so heavy, like you've got so many tabs open. But what happens if you have that many tabs open on a device, on a phone, a tablet, a laptop? Well, you can crash the system, right? It can freeze. It can drain your battery of your device. So what do you think is happening to your mental and emotional battery your physical body when you've got too many tabs open inside your head. And I've heard that from so many people, which is why it's the first technique on how to mentally close down those tabs to mentally. It's a really quick process that you can use where you're feeling overwhelmed, where you can just step inside your mind and mentally close down those tabs so they minimize, they disappear, and you can embrace that freedom inside your own head. Um, another one of the techniques is to press stop on those movies. If you don't like something that you're watching on Facebook or watching online, you don't sit there and subject yourself to feeling discomfort or uncomfortable from what you're watching. You press stop, you change the channel. It's the same with your thoughts. You can get that remote control to your mind. And in the book, there's a step-by-step uh, -step actions, broken down points of how to use closing down your tabs, how to press stop in a bit more detail so that you can actually understand how they're working and how they do work for you. Um, we use filters. I say we a lot of people use filters on social media, on dating apps, on lots of different things to distort um, information. If you if you added a filter to a scene that's playing in your head, like you made it black and white, you can try that. It can make it less powerful. Or if you filtered the faces, very Snapchat here, if you filtered the faces of the people that annoy you, into bunny rabbits, right? And I've used this, this technique a lot with teenagers who've experienced bullying and things like that at school. You can actually change the appearance of the way that things are represented in your head, which will change how you feel. In the filtering section, if you have the book or if you want to get it on page 119, you can also filter the voices of other people and the sounds. Thousands of filters are applied each and every day all over the world. Why not use the same filtering process to change and improve the content of your internal newsfeed? Um, you've also got the mute button that you're introduced to and the good old escape button, which we use on laptops, on keyboards. But actually, if you think about your phone, if you press a button, it removes you from looking at the screen and we can have that same anchored position with a physical trigger that you can apply, which is written in detail in the book, how you can actually step out of your mind. And that's the point that this leads to with any intervention that you learn to do from my book, from my work, from any intervention that you integrate into your daily life, the most important tool that you need to learn and embrace is on page 136, which is stepping out of the home of your mind. 
And it's about being present. So whatever intervention you do with those thoughts that play inside your head, those sounds that you hear, you actually then need to detach and remove yourself. And it's that awareness of then moving yourself out of those thought processes, those patterns that are not serving you. And there's a brilliant method. This is the method where I show people how to be present, to see, hear and feel, to ground which people say, and when I do this in sessions, because I definitely use this one to show people how to be present, people will say, how, how can you get me feeling so calm in a matter of seconds? And then because it's that easy just to utilize your senses to step out of what's happening inside your head and into your present place so that you join your physical body. So whatever tools you work with, this is the main message of this episode, whatever tools you work with, whether they're mine, whether they're CBT, whether they're things from a therapist, a practitioner, an online course, put the effort in, put the same effort, energy and time in to your mental health on a daily basis that you put into scrolling on your phone on a daily basis. If you do that for five days, you will change your life. If you do it for 21 days, it will become a normal habit. If you do it for a month, if you do it for the rest of your life, your life will change and transform for the better. Thank you for joining me today in this episode. In the next episode, I'm going to explore the home of your mind even more as I talk about the room of depression, the room of anxiety, but also the room of hope, the room of healing, and how we can change the environment within for what we think and feel through our thought processes. If you'd like to reach out to me, you can reach me at CameronBeddy.com or over on Instagram at Coach Cameron Betty. But thank you for listening and I'll see you in the next episode. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. WarbyParker.com slash covered.